You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 200. Good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I am Scott Herzog. And I'm M. Ciro Garcia. Yay, and we are here, guys. Episode 200 episodes, Miles. That's amazing. And what do you think? 200 episodes? Who knew? That's awesome. That is awesome. I can't believe 200 episodes. You know, and I was calculating it. It's actually like 370 some episodes is what we've actually put out of Sci-Fi Diner podcast material. Holy cow. That's that's an accomplishment. That's close to 400 hours of recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those are 400 hours that we will never regain in our life, Miles. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's, you know, there's worse ways I could be spending that time. So I, I have no complaints about how I spend my time. <laughs> Believe me, I don't either. I've mm-hmm. been enjoying this ride. It's fun to come on each week and discuss fi- science fiction with you fine co-hosts. Right back at you. Oh, you guys are swell. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank the chat room for joining us tonight. And... Uh, and D- Damien and Jen, well, Jen's popping in and out of the chat room, but Damien's there. He wishes us, oh, he well wishes us 200 episodes. So, thank you, Damien. Yeah, absolutely. This episode comes courtesy of John Miro, who does the enemy lines and he's part of the Serving Worlds mm-hmm. uh, material. He puts out a lot of good uh, short stories and content. And so just go to servingworlds.com and you can find him. Uh, it also comes courtesy of Radu's and Michael Cleland. So thank you guys so much for helping support the diner and making this episode possible. Thanks, you guys. It's like you have your own booth. I know. I know. You have your own table. <laughs> if here we at had the, tables, we'd give yeah, them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, would, we, would, we would give you a free cup of coffee, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah, more free meal. But the sugar and the creamer will cost you. <laughs> it will, it will. And Splenda, uh, <laughs> don't talk about Splenda. <laughs> but, well, uh, <laughs> uh, we wanted you to know that we are just so happy that you, that many of you have stuck with us for 200 episodes. That sounds bad to say that they stuck with us. It means like, sounds like we're an old bump on the log that really belongs in a geriatrics institution or something. I think we're a long ways to go before that. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, hopefully. We want you to know that if you like to support the diner, we have a Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com backslash sci-fi. We'll get you there. We have a short introduction video that we're working on redoing, uh, but it is there, and there's many different perks for signing up and joining. You can obviously get thanked at the beginning of the show, which we love to thank our supporters, uh, but depending on what you pledge, it can earn you spots on the show. We can score you some awesome loot at the cons, and you might even get a personalized voicemail from Adam. You will? You will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will. Okay. <laughs> Good sense. Well, yeah, you will. Uh, 
Well, uh, so when we were talking about episode 200, I kind of threw it out to the listeners. And so what do you guys want to see in an episode 200? And a lot of them had some of like our top 10 favorite moments, our top 10 guests, some of our favorite shows, um, how we met. And so we're going to do kind of a combination of those things. So this won't really be like a news show or an interview show just because it's episode 200. And, mm-hmm. and hey, we're the Sci-Fi Diner and we're going to serve whatever we want. I mean, this doesn't sound <laughs> – we aren't that quite that way. But yeah, we're the Sci-Fi wow. Diner. We'll serve whatever we want. Wow. It's not that <laughs> way. throwing folks. down. <laughs> but <clears> – <throat> But anyway, so I thought we'd do a little bit of that. And so a lot of this is thanks to you and some of the suggestions you made. And hopefully you'll find it informative. And we have a lot of different things we're going to talk about. We're going to be giving away a lot of good loot on the show tonight. Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Loot. Yep. All right. So uh, I thought we'd get started by giving us just a little bit of a history lesson. And uh, so we're going to actually step back and talk about I guess Miles probably first. Mm-hmm. How did you and I first meet? Well, our history goes far back before the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Um, you and I were working um, uh, at this uh, uh, this Christian community theater called Sight and Sound. Uh, A community theater? Well, it's it, maybe that's the, the technical term for it. It's probably a little, maybe back then it was more community. Now it's definitely more. You know, it's it's grown leaps and bounds since then. But oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, we met Sight and Sound. Um, I was uh, a stage tech pushing sets around, and um, you, you were, if I recall, you were an animal handler. And uh, Yeah, I was driving horses across the stage of the show. And oh my, was that an experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that, now, that was not your first show. You came in 92, right? Yeah, I came in the year before, yeah. So and then, uh, that was my first show, and mm-hmm. I actually got hired on to play an angel in the next show, and I never... I decided to work for UPS, which earned me a little bit more money mm-hmm. in college <laughs> and terrible hours, but earned me a little bit more money in college for that. But. Well, it might have been the best choice, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but, well, uh, you, you, but as far uh, you, you, your wife and I have worked together at Sight and Sound for me- several years, so I've gotten to know her a lot. Through, yeah, through, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And then you were at you were at my wedding, and um, yes, I, I, and I was at your and wedding. I sang at your wedding. You sang at my wedding. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I won't sing for you here tonight, but mm-hmm. um, I, I do sing and play guitar, and that's a, maybe another another story somewhere. A little bit of my recording background. How did we hook up for the diner? I th- I think you and I were just chatting on Facebook um, about about something, and then you said, you know what, me and some folks are gonna go see the Watchmen. Why don't you come with us? And um, you were very glad you did. <laughs> I, 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 I have forgiven you for that. <laughs> Scarred um, by the big man with the big blue penis, right? Um, yeah, that was quite the movie. Uh, but <laughs> and did you see the Watchmen? Yes, his junk was not in the movie. I looked. <laughs> well, there, there was junk there. I mean, whether it was you know. <laughs> Whether it was his or some or or was you know CGI, it was there. There was, yeah. but want to keep this a family friendly show. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a Doctor Who reference, like it's bigger on the inside, but that would just sound bad. Ew! <laughs> oh, you had to go. Oh. Uh, all right, anyway, moving we'll on. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as far as our history goes, that 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 was that sort of birthed it. We you, you actually recorded a live podcast with. Yeah, all, it was all, like a post like. Just a little recorder in the center of a living room, and we were sitting around with a bunch of people just kind of chatting about The Watchmen. We, we gave our own opinions of The Watchmen. And I think that was like the very first episode you were on, and mm-hmm. 
and we'll talk a little bit about when you actually joined the diner later. Uh, you actually were part of a podcast prior to that because Don Bender, Chris, and I were running a uh, podcast called So a Catholic and a Protestant Walk into a Bar. And if I recall correctly, you called in or you wrote in regarding that podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you not listen to that podcast? Oh, I, I listened to all of them, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all, all seven episodes. That yeah. Made it, made it to seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of our uh, guys, Don, decided that he didn't want to do it. He was heading into the priesthood. or he, I don't think he was officially accepted yet, and he was worried that the people that would be uh, looking at him would discover this and not, look, not look highly on this conversation we were having. But right. It was nice. It was good, honest conversation. It was fun. and I still had fun. I mean – even though some of the choices of the movie were questionable, it was still this. We we, st- we we talked about what we liked and maybe what we didn't like as much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Emma, how did how did we encounter you? Just to give it our, our our history, I guess. Well, there was an angel that came down from heaven, right, and said, <laughs> "When a bell Go when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings." Come forth to a con and meet people of other places. Yeah, no. <laughs> we met. We met at um, Shore Leave two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, and I was at the time, I was doing a lot of work with Jay Smith. Hi, Jay. Um, from HG World and all the super awesome people from there. And I went to a couple of your panels and um, we just started talking. And then I did some stuff for, uh, for HG World that we put on your show. And between then, we were still having nice chats, and I think I guessed it on something on an episode, and then it just kind of rolled into what we've got today, which was really cool, because I was a fan. I've been listening for a long time, and I was a fan before all of this happened, so it's kind of awesome sauce. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, it's great to have you on the show, and... Great to have a female presence. So that's just a little bit about our uh, history. We just needed a girl on the show. We did. Yeah, we, we need did. our token female. I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if you listened enough and finally said, you know what, look, look, guys, I need to be on the show. You need a female here. That's it. We, we so. need to be cooler. <laughs> Not true, but I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe it. I believe I'll take it. So. It. <laughs> Well, we just want to, we're going to, let's, let's move into our first giveaway. We're going to be giving away tons of stuff. And we want to say thank you to Radu, who's been a longtime listener. He's a guy that lives down, up in Vancouver, right? Where all good science fiction is made these days. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so he. <laughs> that's where all this, that's where all science fiction, any science fiction is being made these yeah, days. Yeah. Except for WWE, which they don't allow near Vancouver. <laughs> science fiction. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's on the SIFI channel. Come on. <laughs> Well, it is fictional. <laughs> yeah, it is fiction. No. And there is, is science, there's science involved in the steroids and the chess. Yeah. So it is science fiction. Yeah, but I don't think science right. fiction fans appreciate it that way. No, 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 definitely not. No. Yeah. Anyways, um, we want to thank you, Radu, for being such a support of the podcast over the years. We're going to give you a gift. I believe it was a series of Star Trek comic books. <gasps> Cool. So I forget which one. I think the next generation comic books what we were giving him. Okay. So so thank you. Well, uh, another so another supporter that wrote in just to uh, wish us a happy 200th episode is Jen. And Jen says, I can't believe it. 200 episodes. Keep up the good work. Always love listening to you guys. 
Here's a scene from Heroes saying his infamous, his infamous yada. I thought it was perfect and pivotal since the show is returning. Still can't believe that. I just hope they don't ruin it again. Jen from New York. I couldn't find the scene of them saying, save the cheerleader, save the world. Another pivotal known quote from the show. Jen from New York. So, Jen, thank you for the congratulations. Yes, Jen. You've been with us for a thank very long you. time. Pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, we have a gift for you, Jen. She's in the chat room. She'll mm-hmm. discover this early. But, Jen, we'll need your address for this. But we're going to give you a signed Walking Dead print. Yes. from well, we, we uh, Signed by Melissa McBride. Yeah, absolutely. So... It's yours. Just get us your address, and and uh, and we'll send it on. That's exciting. That That's is. so cool. That is. It's awesome. And of course, she'll hear it in like a minute since we're on a delay. So I know, I'm, like, I'm I watching to see watch, what happens. Watch the chat room. See what happens. I can show. You should, she should show it. See if she. Yeah. Oh yeah. She told show it. Yes. Um, Colin wanted to know if the ouch if the giveaways are still enterable. Yes. <gasps> That's. Yay! Ooh, fancy. I was there when she signed it. It was cool. Ooh, that has her DNA on it. Yes, we do. We have. Uh, we still have uh, giveaways that we are giving away. Some of them have been spoken for, but Colin, if he still wants to give away, he can. Absolutely. Miles is over here dumping stuff in the window. Oh, cells. I'm just trying so, to <laughs> see what's what. Stay organized. But, I'm trying to. Um, all right. Well, Miles, I think that you are going to kind of take us into our next segment here. So we're uh, going to look at, at uh, some of the top 10 moments in uh, the Sci-Fi Diner podcast history. Jen says, yay, okay, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> so she's like, Happy to do it, Jen. Yeah, happy, happy, definitely happy to do it. Let's talk about top 10 moments. And these are in chronological order. These are defining moment, moments, moments, <laughs> moments, um, moments, if I can speak here, of the Sci-Fi Diner <laughs> podcast. And so... Uh, it actually starts uh, with kind of my journey into podcasting, so we won't go into a full history of that, but I really have to blame the tech guy at our school, Charlie Reisinger. Uh, this guy runs the entire tech department of a school district of about, well, there's 2,000 in the high school and then however many there are in the other schools, and he runs the entire thing, and he's been instrumental at spearheading the technology movement at our school. I mean, this year our school just implemented a one-to-one laptop where all high school students have their own laptop. <gasps> um, Amazing. Yeah, so it's absolutely, he's just phenomenal. And and so initially back in the day, Apple was kind of running this um, classrooms of the future type thing. And it was a program, like a three-tiered program. And each year you got to go to in services. Well, I went to this one in service at a local school. And in services, for those of you who aren't teachers, are kind of like basically staff meetings for training, training staff meetings. And so what I did is I went to one of these things. He said, you know, you really should check out this podcasting panel, right? So I went and watched it. It was kind of interesting. I didn't think too much of it. But I think I subscribed to my first podcast then Mm. at that point. Right. And and so he's really to blame of internet. This is February 2008. So podcasting had been around about three years, four years at that point. Mm-hmm. But I was still kind of new to this whole podcasting thing. Um, that summer, I was listening to many different podcasts. Some of them you will hear a little bit later on. And I started my first podcast in the summer of that year. Uh, and it was a education podcast. And then I started a poetry one. And then I started the uh one with Don Bender, Chris and I, the one we did so a Catholic and a Protestant walk into a bar. And that was the very first podcast they did with a co-host. Mm-hmm. And then December, well, I guess January rolled around and 
this is my point number two, the second defining moment. Don Bender, who was the original co-host of the Sci-Fi Diner before you came along, Miles, and M before you came along, uh, <clears throat> him and I, because my wife was working at Sight and Sound Theater at the time, or she, I think she was, she might have still been there, I don't know, maybe she wasn't, but anyways, for some reason, Friday nights, Don and I used to get together and talk sci-fi all the time, Battlestar Galactica, Doctor Who, Stargate. That was, we just got around, we talked about it all the time. And because I was getting into podcasting, I just said, hey, why don't we do a podcast just chatting about sci-fi, stuff that we're doing? And so out of that, the Sci-Fi Diner was born. And that happened in February 2009. Hmm. And uh, it actually was not called the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. I remember. It was called the Dining at the End of the Universe podcast. And that was the very first incarnation of the sci-fi diner podcast so yeah that's just a little bit of history of the first two first two points and you were listening at the beginning i was yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I, I thought just for nostalgia's sake and because some of you may not have heard this i think jen's been almost around from the beginning she's in the chat room but other than that very few people have let me just play the very first intro to the very first episode that we ever aired so just for nostalgia and you have you heard the very first episode I have not. You've just, um, when I started listening, they weren't available. Yeah, so they, they are, many of them are available, and I'm slowly loading the backlog over. But here, here's just a sample of that, of that f- first intro. You know, this is my first time eating here, and I hear that the steak is absolutely incredible. In fact, I just ordered one about 20 minutes ago, and it should be coming out of the kitchen at any moment. You here is incredible. Highly recommend you visiting this place. Oh, here comes my steak. Uh, yeah, sir? Sure, I don't care if you cut it. What? What's this? What's this? Uh, ah! Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. All right, so that was the very first intro to the very first Sci-Fi Diner episode. So yeah, that's that's going back. Oh yeah. Well, you can tell my spicy mic. conversation. Yeah, you like that <laughs> spicy. <laughs> See, it wasn't spicy conversation uh, until you joined. Ah, uh, bless. Because <laughs> I'm Latin. It's true. It's true. Not only did we get a girl to join the podcast, we got a, a Latino girl. Yeah, so it's great. <laughs> it's great. Are you not are sure you're not regretting it? <laughs> I mean, <come> yeah, well, <laughs> no, we aren't. Absolutely not. Totally okay. not. So, well, and then, the, <laughs> and then. Uh, Episode three, uh, or not episode three, but point three brings you in, Miles. Yeah, so I guess March in 2009, I mean, I I, th- I don't think I was so much replacing Don yet at that point. It was just, I think you just invited me, I, it was a, you know, just to, just to kind of join you guys. And then uh, that's when, when Don felt that, you know, it was, it was time for him to move on. So, yeah. And just so you know, it wasn't like bad blood between Don and I. When, when I started the podcast, and it's kind of me, like if I do a podcast, I want to be doing it like weekly if I can. Mm-hmm. And Don was not really committed to that. He kind of wanted to do it every so often. And and so we just kind of had a little bit of differences there. And he finally said, well, 
I'm getting ready to go to seminary. I mean, Don's studying to be a priest right now. Uh, he's in his, I don't know, fourth or fifth year. And and he just said, yeah, you know, he, he was on a few other times after that, but we kind of felt that it was just a parting of ways or a way to bring us into um, in, 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 in a new way. Well, let's move into number four. Number four, this is an important moment in diner history, and this is the day that we did our very first interview, yes. which I believe, Miles, you set up. Do you want to talk about this interview? Sure. So we, um, I had... Uh contacted John Broughton from um, Starship Farragut and just said, Hey, we're a podcast and we'd love to interview you and um, you and, and, and learn more about, about you and Farragut films. And um, that was our first interview. Yeah. And actually I think what we did, it was kind of in combination. We were doing a series of fan fiction or fan film mm-hmm. podcast. We did star Wars and then we did star Trek. And I think he was in among the, in among the star Trek fan films. Probably. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason that this is kind of defining moment was not only was it our first interview, but in the next couple of episodes, we also interviewed Mike Schilling. And it was kind of a funny thing. I think you kind of said, hey, you know, we should try going to shore leave. Uh, and so we kind of emailed him on a whim to kind of get press coverage. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if you're coming as press, do you want to interview the guests? And we're like, we never thought about it. We said, sure, we like to interview the We'd guests. We'd love to interview the guests. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and. And around that time, it just seemed, we just seemed like the Dining at the End of the Universe podcast, which was the initial name, mm-hmm. seemed to be a mouthful. And we kind of decided, and I don't remember how it all came about, but we decided to rebrand at episode 25, shift format, and this is our number uh, our, our number five here, is to rebrand the show, right. change a format so it became a news and interview show. Mm-hmm. And we still talked about what we were watching, if I recall, mm-hmm. but- uh, changed the format, rebranded, and began to air interviews from the convention, began to seek out interviews, not just with celebrities, but with many other people. Anybody making sci-fi of any kind, either be, they'd be an author, uh, in, independent filmmaker. Um, we interviewed somebody from you know the Star Trek experience once. So you know if they had if they were doing something in sci-fi that was really cool. We yeah, Richard to. Hatch was earlier on. He was yeah he was one of our forties right. Mm-hmm. So one of the early interviews that we did. So this really was a defining moment for us and kind of changed the direction of the diner, a name that we're still kind of going under today, obviously. Right. Um, number six. Number six. So in episode seventy-seven, our very first listener feedback episode, oh, sci-fi yeah. diner conversations. Yeah. Now. It's important to note that we had been receiving like a couple pieces of feedback and we were tacking them on to the end of the show, if I recall correctly. I think that's the way it was, yeah. That's the way it was. But up to episode 50, we weren't getting a lot of feedback. We were doing our show and we knew people were listening because we saw the downloads happening, mm-hmm. uh, but no one was really calling in or writing in. But around episode 77, I believe it was, we said, well, you know what? We have enough to begin to do a feedback show. Yeah. And so we did, uh, I believe the episode was called The Sci-Fi Diner, The Year We Make the Contact or something like that. And then it became <laughs> Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. Quit laughing at me, Ab. Come on. <laughs> of course I'm laughing at you. So, yeah, The Year We Make Contact, right? But, and anyways. Nerd. So that, I Nerd. know. I know. Oh, what we also did with that one was, I think, we, on our main show, we, we tried not to spoil anything. However... As far as uh, our conversation, so all bets were off. We could spoilers ahead. Yeah, and that's still kind of the philosophy for the listener feedback show. We talk about it. We assume you've listened to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So and uh, so current shows, uh, old shows, mm-hmm. what you're reading, anything that's spoilery, we talk about if we want. Yep. So, and, so uh, 
So then, uh, what, episode 86? 86, uh, the, we, we start the sci-fi rerind. And, and uh, that was uh, we we did that with our friend uh, Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning Into Sci-Fi. Yeah, podcast. Charlie Jade, I believe, and Angel. What was it? Angel and Charlie, not Age, Dark Angel. Dark Angel, yeah. And uh, Charlie Jade were the first things we did for that. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you remember who came up with the name Sci-Fi Rewind? That was one of our listeners, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, in fact, she's in the chat room. It was Jen. It was Jen. Jen, Jen came up with the name for the Sci-Fi Rewind, and we voted on it, and people voted ultimately to have that sort of a uh, name for it because they uh, had it. So that was the start of the Sci-Fi Rewind, something which, by the way, we're going to be doing again. I don't know if I've told you guys this, but on the calendar at the end of this month, we have Ender's Game. Oh, good, good. So we aren't rewinding it. We aren't, we aren't necessarily rewinding it, but it's out in video. We'd like to kind of talk about that one. Uh, give me an excuse to rent it or something. So yeah, yeah. Meg's going to force me to see it. And I know that yep. M has watched it. You watched it, right, Em? I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And an excuse to watch it again, done. Yeah. Yeah. And then that episode, or number eight. I keep wanting to call them episodes, but number eight on our list. Yep, 108. Uh, we, it was the first time we ever nominated for the Parsec Award. Yeah, so we were nominated, and it wasn't nominated, we were finalists. We were finalists for that. Finalists mm-hmm. for that in episode 108 around mm-hmm. there. And we, we got nominated a couple more times after that. Yeah, so nominated, mm-hmm. we were nominated every year since, mm-hmm. but we've only been a finalist two of those years. So, you know, whether we win or not, it, what, what the nice thing was, there's there's people out there listening to us, there's people out there nominating us, because we're, we're doing something right. Yeah. By the way, I think the Parsecs are open again, so if you want to nominate us again, go ahead. We'll shameless plug, shameless plug, yeah. shameless plug. Yeah, we'll win this year. We'll win this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, number number nine, I think Em needs to talk about. Why? Because that was the episode that you joined us. It was. It was. It was. No, it wasn't. Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Episode 171, we did an interview with John Billingsley, but uh, that show, we brought you on and we talked about news and it was kind of a trial one. And we said, oh, we like him. Let's keep her. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. That it was worked. a hoot. I couldn't believe it. I think I'd been on a rewind once. I think we did a rewind and yes. and then the HG World stuff and then you guys needed a girl. Yeah, <laughs> so it was. It's yeah. true. It's, it's yeah. true. It definitely is. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, uh, you joined the show and all bets have been off ever since. I know it's, I, I like, I'm pretty sure when you're done recording episodes with me, you're like, Oh my God. Finally, she's off the air. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have never walked away saying that. Doesn't this girl ever shut up? Um, (laughs) (laughs) no. The yeah, answer? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I really should. Our number ten really should be meeting Em and recording our first live show together. That's obviously a defining moment. That's an honorable mention. So in there, but mm-hmm. our my number ten is episode one ninety eight when we began streaming the Sabi Diner live and began having uh, live shows where we bring you guys in the chat room. I, I should add an honorable mention. Okay, also. go ahead. Um, short, short leave. Uh, let, the the. Uh, the last year, we 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 um, this is the first time that M you know joined us in in, uh, in helping to interview the guests and um, M saw what sometimes if you want the interview you might have to jump over some hurdles and um, you know 
just be, be ve- let's just say you, you need to be very patient. And I saw M was willing to jump over whatever hurdles and be as patient as possible to get the interview. Aww. So that was, you know, M, M definitely had what it took to, uh, to podcast with us. Well, I, I guess celebrity interviews. Aww. Well, I have an honorable mention just in general. Go ahead. Shoot. Well, it's just, it's more than just an honorable mention. It really has been an absolute pleasure. To to go from listening to this show to being on this show was cray cray. I mean, it was just crazy. I like I just it dawned on me like a couple of months ago, like, you don't I, I'm I'm listening to my podcast feed and here comes the show which and whenever it pops up and I hear my own voice and my own name and I'm like, This is just weird and bizarre. And I remember that um your the the bumper you had at the front of the show it seemed a little dated so I emailed you and recorded That's a whole new right. one and said you know what if you feel like updating it use this <laughs> and then all I got was okay and then I heard the next episode and it was just every every opportunity I've had with you guys has been wonderful and being able to hang out at Farscape was this an absolute thrill an absolute thrill and I cannot wait until we're all in the same room recording again I know. It will be awesome. It's truly, I, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, yeah. Now that now that we've all kissed each other's butts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's but, move like, on. Genuinely, Let's move on. and I know it's not like, oh, no, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. No, no, Emma, you're awesome. Oh, no, Scott, you're totes awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you are bananas. <laughs> by, by, by the way, oh, nice sign there. I just saw M sign. I don't shut up. You're missing it. You really need. I'm to have missing. The, yeah. You really should have the video rolling quietly in the background. But, but it's, uh, it's, kind, it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, there's another one. There. They've been changing. Don't yeah. give me post-it notes. Yeah, that's all I can. Yeah, say. that's right. Don't give. Davey <laughs> said that he started listening to the show because of you, M. See. Aw, that's really sweet. Thanks, Dee. She brings all the listeners to the yard. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's move on. So those are our top five defining moments of no the time. No response to that. There's no response. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zip it, you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, so uh, Lee Kemp wrote in and said, I know, I know you have this 200th episode contest going and I'm just way too busy to send anything in, but I would like to say this. As far as changing your intro, I'm advocating to keep the music, keep the part of Firefly and Fringe in. It just won't be the same without them. And thanks. Today I listened to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast episode 198, so now I'm not too far behind. So, you know, sometimes we don't realize, I think, in the podcasting world that, you know, listening to an hour podcast, especially if you have a couple others that you're also trying to listen to, if you only have a short commute or maybe you don't have a lot of time in your day to listen to a podcast, that can be pretty daunting. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I listen probably more podcasts than I do music. And so this weekend I got caught up. I, I, I listened to... Um, the, the Mission Log podcast uh, from, from the John Champion, Ken Ray do. And uh, I got um, backlogged in there, so I listened to a bunch of theirs. So Yeah, I mean, understand. sometimes it is. So, mm-hmm. but, but, Lee, we're just so grateful you're a listener. And we just want to share as, a, as our gift to you a signed Lee Ehrenberg print. Right. Yeah, so nice. yeah, so we had a chance to interview uh, Lee Ehrenberg twice, right? Yes, we had, and there were two very good interviews, and yeah. Lee Ehrenberg has done tons of stuff in, in sci-fi and, and, and other things also. So this will make a nice uh, 
uh, thing for your your, your uh, autograph picture collection. Absolutely, absolutely. Sweet. Well, and why don't you why don't you take it away and talk about um, talk about the most downloaded episodes of the diner? Oh my gosh, it's what, I, we, we every sp- time you mention like the different episodes and stuff that we go through, and then. Like, because I jokingly say, like, all two of our fans, and then I see how many downloads. That's really cool. Yeah, we well, ought to start. With like this, us. Yeah, with this, we ought to start at number ten and work our way up. Okay, so it looks like episode the number ten, um, tenth most downloaded episode. That's yeah, a lot episode. of episodes. Um, is uh, episode one fifty with an interview with John Young, Nikola Tesla from Sanctuary at Shore Leave Thirty Four. Yeah, this yeah. guy. This guy was absolutely awesome. He was, and if if, you, if you've watched Sanctuary, you know what a national treasure Jonathan Young is, and his Tesla character. He, he he just rocks. And I think he's technically like a Shakespearean type actor. Is that right? Shakespearean, yeah. And he he does a lot of stage work. He has his own you know theater company, and so that's where he he does a lot of his stuff. I mean, he has done TV stuff. He's done a couple episodes of Stargate Atlantis, but. Um, if you watch him playing Tesla, there you can just tell he's a stage actor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Miles, why don't you bring us our number nine? Uh, our number nine is uh, episode one eighty six, or interview with uh, Vic uh, Minana from uh, Star Trek Continues. He's also has he's done a lot of uh, voice work with uh, with uh, some anime with uh, Full Metal Alchemist and, and Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, and we've interviewed him twice. Yeah, this, so this is our second interview that that yeah. made this list. So uh, this was uh, was this our second interview? Yeah, it wasn't our first, I guess. Yeah, this was short. After a few months after their first episode um, uh, debuted, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, and M, what about number eight? So number eight, oh, I loved this episode. Was our Sci-Fi Diner Rewind um, when we did Contact episode ninety three? That's a such great, a great movie. It such is. A, so much fun that we could have recorded that for hours. It's very true. It's very true. I, I love. Con- it's still again, and I said it on the in that show. But Contact remains one of my favorite movies. But, mm. And Miles, am I correct? It was the first time you had watched it. Yeah, first time watching from beginning to end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, very good. Um, number. Um, I just lost number my list. Seven. <laughs> yeah, number seven. <laughs> I just lost my list. I keep scrolling all over the place. Uh, was Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, one of our conversation show where we discussed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bing Bang Theory, Sleepy Hollow, and more. So, I mean, this is just kind of a – I think it was the only listener feedback show that made the list. But it's wow. – um, I, I don't know, something about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, maybe that brought it up, Big Bang Theory. So – if I remember correctly, we were we were very openly opinion not opinionated is the wrong word, but we discussed these like in depth, and I really I remember this. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that, that was, was fun a, to do. That was a good good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Miles. What about number six? Number six um, was our uh, Sci-Fi Rewind uh, episode twenty two uh, with Blade Runner. Yeah, didn't we? We did that with Wayne Henderson. We did from mm-hmm. the resurrect. He has resurrection revealed is the podcast he's running now. But he was doing Fringe mm-hmm. and um, Under the Dome podcast. He's also run. And did oh, uh, a- did Jim Jim also join us for that one? You know what? I think Jim might have. I Jim might have. I seem to recall it. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a there was a fourth person in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I, I seem to recall that he was with us. I could be wrong, but yeah. And mm-hmm. I am. I don't think you were with us at that point, were you? I was not. Yeah, so let me see. Um, here. I'm still kind of new. I've watched Blade Runner a couple of times. I would have, 
I probably I, I I need to watch it again, but I would have remember I would have watched it with much more intent if I was actually having this discussion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I watched I had watched it before, but I watched it with more intent when we had the discussion. I had it been a serious Blade Runner fanatic. Still wouldn't say I am, but I'm not a fanatic of it, but I do appreciate it for what oh, it is. Oh yeah. It I'm, certainly had it, it made its contribution into it, Oh yeah. Yeah. And see how other sci fi is borrowed from it. And what came in at number five? Number five was episode one seventy four, Star Trek Into Darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. So that was a rewind of that movie. It wasn't really a rewind. It was a review of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was good discussion. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. That's very, there are a lot of polarizing opinions about that movie. Jim was on that one too, wasn't he? He, he did join us for that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to see a theme okay. pop up because Jim appears one more episode. And one more episode in our top five. And maybe we just need to have Jim on more because that just means that they rank higher. I don't maybe know. if Jim is on, we get more downloads. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe that hey, is. It. It's, it's a Jim conundrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Or factor or whatever we call it. <laughs> Are you still putting more post-its notes on your mic? Yes, of course I am. <laughs> I love her sign. Cumberbatch, Yumberbatch. Nice. Number batch, of course. <laughs> nice. Number four came in. This was our panel. It was our only panel, I think, to make the list, and that was our panel at Farpoint, Farpoint 2013, Fringe Everything Ends. It was our Fringe panel, and that was episode 165B. And I believe Neil was on that panel with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, of course, loved Fringe when it was on, and Fringe had just ended. Yeah. And uh, this episode still gets about 10 to 20 downloads a month. Oh, really? So even after this, it's still climbing up the charts. There's still a lot of Fringe fans out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of people watching it now on Netflix. You'll hear someone later on talking about just watching it on Netflix. Netflix is a wonderful thing. It is. It is. Number three. Miles, you want to take this one? So uh, we talked about the gym factor. Um, Yes. So (laughs) sci-fi... This is our Sci-Fi Diner podcast, episode 192. Uh, the diner got hijacked by uh, uh, Raul y- Yabara and uh, by, by Jim, and uh, they decided to make it a Babylon 5-centric episode. Yep, and so this episode ranks as our number three, which he was floored, by the way. By the way, they are working on a Babylon 5 podcast, which I think would be absolutely awesome. Oh, they, they kind should. Kind of walking through the series. They should they've, do had, it, yeah. they've had some, uh, they've had a little bit of a, there's been some complications with getting off the ground, but it, it'll come. You watch. It'll mm-hmm. be down the pike. So keep your eyes out for it, Diner listeners. We, a Bab 5 pod tat, pet, pet, bleh, bleh, I can't talk. But they'll be coming down the pike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just started watching. I actually watched my very first two episodes on Friday since it originally aired because my friend John forced, I mean, introduced me to the show. Right. Um, He's he's selected a couple of episodes that he thinks are kind of key that uh, deliver more of the meta story, the big giant arc, instead of the stupid little tiny ones that are, because it's a space soap opera. Um, but it was, I'm going to say it here for the record, it wasn't that bad. It's a little dated, but it's still there's still some relevance to it. So it's a neat list, and I think um, I'd love to share it on the on the diner website and. Um, on the Facebook page. So if there are other people who are being forced, I mean, introduced right. to Babylon, <laughs> <laughs> then um, they can start with that. I think I told, I told Raul that once I finished 
uh, Deep Space Nine that I would begin watching it. Mm-hmm. And I just finished Deep Space Nine. Wow. So, uh, and let me tell you, when I finish a series like Deep Space Nine, I get a little bit of emotional at the end. I mean, you're leaving these characters you've invested in for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. And That's uh, so understandable. I was literally, my wife walks through, she goes, are you getting teary-eyed? I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> oh, not, I'm not getting teary-eyed. Not at all. Give me a tissue, please. <laughs> oh, sweet little pumpkin. I know, I know. So whatever. <laughs> Poor little so I, I will probably I will be watching it, but <laughs> but I, I will I will I will watch that with Yab a little bit. I would love to come down to whenever you guys discuss it. I don't know if I'll be able to make it, but but oh uh, yeah, when we have it, um, there's a little, there's a group here in the DC area called Geek Talk, and I want to say it's the May, the first Saturday in May. That we're doing it, John. Dude, I'm running. I'm, I'm running the Pits- I'm running the Pittsburgh Marathon. The Narena say. Pittsburgh Marathon. I know what the what the what the frick. Uh, number two, uh, M. Can you talk about number two? Um, maybe if I get to the right page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Episode so professional. I know. Um, the Sci-Fi Diner number two downloaded episode is 153, our interview with Mackenzie Mason, Cortana from Halo 4. Yes. Very cool. So Cortana, that one still gets a lot of downloads too. But Cortana, of course, I, we got contacted by an agent and said, hey, you want to interview? And we said, sure, we'll interview someone from yeah. Halo 4. Halo 4 is kind of Absolutely. science fiction-y. Mm-hmm. And uh, bring her on. And she was... The voice act was she the voice actor? No, I, she was the body. She was the body because they, they yeah. use the same kind of technology they they used in Avatar. I don't remember the exact Name terminology. Yeah, I don't know terminology, that. but but basically, yeah, she's the. That was so fifty year episodes ago. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, and M, do you want to take us into number one? Yes. And the number one episode, I'm not going to do that. The number one downloaded episode is 185, our interview with Amanda Tapping. Well, Gadur from Stargate SG-1, Stargate at Nine, Sanctuary, Supernatural. She's only in shows that start with us. I know, it's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda Tapping is, that was the neatest, funnest interview. And Miles turned six shades of crimson. It was Adorable when she hugged him. <laughs> I did not. Oh, you yeah. did. Your head got all shiny and, and pinkish. Yeah, you're probably right. You were. It was very. <laughs> it was an amazingly sweet reaction. It was a very natural reaction to. It, I loved it. It was kind of. It was the interview was very cool, but just being being able to witness that moment was really neat. Yeah, I could have died at that moment. I got a hug from Anna Tapping. <laughs> yeah. In life, there's. There's nothing else to look forward to in life. No, that's not true. <laughs> Getting a second hug from Amanda Dubbin? Yes, that would also. That would, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, John said May 3rd is the date for that. Yes. So I can post information if there's DC area um, or, well, really anybody. If you want to come down and we get together every, the first Saturday of every month, it's kind of a neat thing. I will post more information on the Facebooks. Yay. All right. Well, that does it for our top 10 most downloaded episodes Mm -hmm. of the Sci-Fi Diner. Let's move into um, another couple of giveaways. We're just, we want to give this giveaway uh, because Colin from England, who does the Trek News and Views, right, podcast? Is that him? Yeah, I think I think he's done with that now. He's done with that now. Is Mm -hmm. he still doing any podcasting? Colin will have to tell us. I'm he will sure. have to tell us. But mm-hmm. let me tell you what Colin does for the Sci-Fi Diner that a lot of you may not know. 
Colin will take episodes of the diner, edit out our news, and put pictures to it, and then upload it to YouTube. And so he kind of has maintained our YouTube channel for us, and and it's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. And so we just want to thank Colin for uh, for helping us out. And it's Colin from England. And as a thank you, we're going to send him a copy of the, the Star Trek comic book series, the Con series. Yep. Ooh, exciting. I miss Colin. He always left us wonderful notes and we could listen to his accent. Yeah, I know. He, he still calls in every once in a while. So. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you play them? Well, I, I mean, no, it got... would be nice to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done so in a little bit, but. Hmm. And someone that did write in was Mike from the Gatecast. And uh, Mike. Uh, wrote in, he said, while it was fresh in my mind, I recorded a little ditty to celebrate your upcoming 200th episode of The Diner. And uh, and come to think of it now, the 100th conversation episode. Thanks for sharing all your interviews and keeping so many of us entertained over the past few years. Yay. So let me go ahead and just play what Mike Crate had to say. Greetings to Scott and Miles, and of course M, who has added those special herbs and spices to the best dishes of the diner. Congratulations guys on hitting the 200th episode of the diner, which doesn't tell the whole story with the conversation episodes or other shows you're all involved in. I've been listening to the show for a good long while now, and I still prize my F302 I won in a Think Geek sponsored competition you ran, and all the quality features and interviews you've shared with us over the years. You have been and will continue to be one of the first shows I put on my iPod, even though being in the UK I am often a little behind in the shows discussed, making it more difficult to interact on your webpage and Facebook in a timely manner. Looking forward to the ongoing success of the diner, as I believe the dishes served are far from going out of style. In fact, the movie, TV and other media sources have never been as buoyant a thing to discuss. All the best, and I'll have that second cup of coffee now. Mike from the UK, signing off. Well, thank you, Mike, for your congratulations there. Yes, thank I, you. I love the way you worded that. It was, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was wonderful. I know. See, Em, you're adding spices. You're mm-hmm. adding spices, Em. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he won that uh, Think Geek and then got the F302 model from Stargate. I remember it now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank nice. You. you know, and he brought up a good point. You know, we, we talk about shows that we're watching, but if people are listening from across the pond or in Australia or depending where they're at, they don't get the movies at the same time we get them. They get them sooner or they get them later. Yeah, so it makes it harder, especially for the conversation shows, I would think it would make it harder for them to interact with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, uh, it's hard. We're, we're at the mercy of when the networks air them here and when they air them there. And, you know, yeah. vice versa, there's stuff that they're watching across the pond that we don't get. So, yeah. So, but as a way of saying thank you, Mike, for your participation in the diner over the years, and because you are a Stargate fan, what do we have for him? Uh, we have a lovely uh, uh, print of uh, Masetta Vander, who. Um, she played, I don't remember the character's name, but uh, she played a love interest for um, Tilk. Um, and so we have, we have a signed picture to give to uh, Mike. And, oh. and Mike Mike is a podcaster himself. He, he and uh, Alan co-host the uh, Gatecast. So. Yeah, they do the Gatecast. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll have to get your address, uh, Mike, but we'll send this to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We actually have another giveaway yet that we're going to give away before we move into our next segment here. And this is from Dave Morley here from Blightly, England. So 
This is our English segment. Uh, just to say, love you, great podcast, and would like to suggest a new clip for your intro. As a definitive sci-fi series, I think you have you have to have a Star Trek clip. I would like to nominate Dr. McCauley's classic, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. <laughs> Where's that line at? Uh, that's that that's that's original series uh, Trek. Well, yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure, like what episode that came from? Uh, Devil in the Dark, I think it was the one with the Horta. Okay, yes, with the Horta. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so he wrote in suggesting that, and uh, we might have to look up that clip and uh, maybe insert it. See, I don't know. Like, I like all the clips we have in the intro. Like, we have Spock, mm-hmm. Han Solo. I mean. Who do I pull out? I know somebody would have to go. It's just who who, who do we boot out? Or extend the intro longer? <laughs> yeah, it's no. I think the intro is long enough. <laughs> so it's all intro, five minutes of show, and then thirty-five minutes of outro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still busting on me for having like a six-minute outro. <laughs> Play the music forever. I know. We can turn it off. No. Okay. Uh, but anyways, so uh, Dave Morley, you have won yourself for suggesting this a John Billingsley photo. Yes, we have a great uh, print of John Billingsley as Dr. Flox from yes, Enterprise. Yes, signed. And so mm-hmm. we are going to get that to you, and we have your information, mm-hmm. so we'll make sure that we get that off to you. But thank you so much. Actually, I might just have your email. We might need your actual written address. But let's move into our next segment. We're going to talk about the top 10 science fiction shows to hit 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many. Now, so these are the top 10, and there's actually an honorable mention as well. And the other thing about this list is you must know that I did not include any anime series. So I know that anime mm-hmm. kind of has a carryover. Uh, there were a lot of anime series that I could have included that have ha- that have more than the 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. But the live action ones are the ones we were Yeah, so on. mostly live action here. Mm-hmm. So the the top, the number one was actually... A surprise, I think, for you. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one at all, really. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even seen an episode of it. So we'll start at the top and then work our way down. These are all shows that made it to 200. And why don't we take every other one? I'll start. Miles, you can go. Then M, you can take number three. Okay. Does that work? Sounds good. All right. So number one, with 1,110 episodes, was Space Patrol. Mm-hmm. Now, Space Patrol, did you look this up at all? I looked, yes. I looked, there, found out a little bit about it. Supposedly takes place in the 30th century. Right. So mm-hmm. it's 1950s television show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was via television, radio, and comic books, but it soon developed a sizable adult audience that by 1954, the program consistently ranked in the top 10 shows broadcast on Saturday. So, and it ran for 1,000 plus episodes. Was that popular? <laughs> So I know that is amazing. Amazing that it made it that Mm -hmm. made that long. Number uh, two, Miles. Uh, This is one I've, I've really enjoyed the last six months. Uh, uh, Dr. Who. Yeah. Coming in at 801 episodes. Mm -hmm. So that is a lot of episodes, but again, 50 years will get you that. Yeah. And especially having, well, having a rebirth back in 2005. uh, That helps as well. Helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about this next one, Em? So it's The Tribe with 260 episodes. Where was I when this was out? 1999 
through 2003, a group of young adults struggle to survive in a world where all the adults have been killed by a m- mysterious virus. Dun, dun, dun! It's like, that's... I, I've never heard of this show. Yeah, is this in some place... Um, yeah, uh, do we do we uh, did you look up did you look this up, Em? I did. Yeah, it was on what station? What when did what, what station did that air on? I can't even find that information. Oh, I, I, you know what? I did. I heard about this and I looked it up and said, well, maybe I should put something about it. But the tribe, I, it, I remember hearing about this, and I don't think it was the type of sci-fi I was into at the time, and mm-hmm. um, it just didn't stay on my radar. But I remember hearing about it. But that was about it. Well. I'm going to look it up a little information here about them on Amazon.com, which is where you can actually apparently get a copy of that through our store. Yes, very true. And we do have, yeah, we do have a store. So if you go through our website and you click on or search some of the fun sci-fi stuff you're looking for, um, not only can you get it at rock bottom amazing prices, but um, Sci-Fi Diner gets a little kickback, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it helps, helps pay for the bandwidth and other stuff. Yikes. Yeah. yeah uh, so it just says a perfectly a perfectly blending nice grammar Amazon. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. but it's okay. A perfect blending the stylized post-apocalyptic look and feel of Mad Max with teenage angst of Degrassi. <laughs> New Zealand's The Tribe is one of the most remarkable series to ever hit the airwaves. No matter what your age, the first 26 episodes of this imaginative program, because I'm looking up at season one, um, are sure to keep you glued to your television, eager for more. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. That's kind of cool. I dig that. It's Mad Max meets Lord of the Fri- Flies. <laughs> Lord of the Fries. <laughs> Lord of the Fries. We're thinking I haven't food had supper tonight. yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a diner, you know. Yeah. Well, we are a diner. That's right. So mm-hmm. we'll serve up some fries. Number... Somebody fetch me a grilled cheese. Yeah. Coffee. Um, number four. The fourth most the first ep- uh, show with the most episodes was Smallville, which ran ten seasons on the CW mm-hmm. at two hundred and seventeen episodes. Yeah, sometimes I loved Smallville, sometimes I hated it. Yeah, and some people thought that two hundred seventeen was a bit too many episodes. Mm-hmm. But but hey, Tom Welling was Tom Wellington. Tom Wellington, yeah, yeah. Tom Wellington, like the st- like the beef. That's right. <laughs> Which he was. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. All right, and number five. Sometimes you know I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Anyway. Yes, number five. Number five, Stargate SG One with uh, 214 episodes, uh, ran for uh, ten seasons, I believe, and. Uh, Started out, I believe it was started out on Showtime. I think it was, and then Sci-Fi Channel picked it up. Um, had a bit of a cast shakeup when uh, R- Richard D. Anderson left, and at the end of season eight, um, uh, the Ben Browder took over as the for, for uh, uh, Anderson's uh, part for in season nine and ten. Uh, also, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Claudia Black. Also, I mean, she was a guest star, but then she became a, a main. Uh, main character in um, nine and ten also, yeah. but uh, love Stargate. Um, didn't watch it when it was first out, but uh, I think in twenty eleven. I after I watched Stargate um, Universe, I needed more Stargate, and so it was on Netflix. Thankfully, and I just went through a lot of it in a short period of time. And Christopher Judge told me I should slow down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
I forgot about that. So, um, if you put them all together, like how many episodes? If you put all the Stargates together, how many episodes is that? Oh my gosh, the hundreds. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it probably um, it ranks up there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Atlantis only ran for five seasons and two seasons for the universe, universe, mm-hmm. and then the movie, and that's about it. Yep, that's still so, a lot. Uh, yeah, so I, I bet three hundred fifty episodes at least. Mike Crate can tell us that. We should ask him. Mm-hmm. Well, number six. Number six is interesting. It's called, um, and forgive me, I'm going to try and pronounce this the right way. But <laughs> That's why I gave it to you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you see the eyebrow? I Thank do. You. I see the eyebrow. Um, Hashmininya, yeah. which is Hebrew uh, for the eight. It's a television series that was broadcast in Israel. Um uh, although the show was designated for children and teenagers, it was also popular with adults. It's it's kind of neat. There's a couple of different seasons. The general gist is that there's three scientists who are investigating a type of energy called the Lambda Ripples, and they start experimenting on gifted children and their brainwaves and all that interesting stuff. That you know, brains are kind of interesting. Um, I actually want to find this and see if I can find it dubbed because it is in Hebrew and being a good Catholic, I don't know Hebrew very well. I should have paid attention, really. Um, there's even, they call, they call the fourth season uh, Hashmininya, The Next Generation because it starts seven years after the original season three ends, which is kind of neat. Um I'm curious if anybody knows about this. I would love to know more and find it and watch it. I never, you know, I never heard of it. Um, and but it, and it's not something that I think hit American soil that we know of or that I know of. I'm not even sure that we can. Can you can you buy it here? I didn't check Amazon. We you know, check Amazon it's the store. internet. You can find. Yeah, anything. you can find it somehow. So somehow someone will have it. Well, in the uh, the next one uh, that makes it at our number seven, I guess it is. Um, the seventh most um, uh, episode with the most series is The Outer Limits, the original series, which I don't think I've ever watched the original series of The Outer Limits. I think I may have watched one episode in black and white. Yeah. Back years ago. I have vague recollections, but I don't mm-hmm. recall watching an entire episode. I did have her watch this next one. Oh, and I've seen a bunch of these also. Uh, the Outer Limits um the revival series. Uh, I see yeah. many of these, and we saw lots of uh, you know our favorite actors in, in, in sci-fi genre shows and movies uh, make uh, guest appearances in that. All I remember was William B. Davis from the X Files uh, appeared in one of them, and I watched that one. But Outer Limits, both the original and the revival series, are said to have two hundred and three episodes each. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker was was a guest in one oh, of the newer yeah. ones. Um, what's his name? Uh, Saul Rubinek uh, from um, uh, Warehouse Thirteen. He was in a really good time travel one. Um, I, I could go on. There's just there's a lot. Of, I love the the, the revival uh, Outer Limits. They're, they're fantastic. By the way, John in the chat room said that all of the Stargate, including all the movies, mm-hmm. three hundred fifty three episodes and three movies. <laughs> and but they, but I don't think he's including the original movie because I think they made three uh, movies with the television actors. If I'm correct, let's see. I'm, Arc of uh, Truth, Continuum. That, those are the only two. I, yeah, those are those, those are the yeah. Only two? Sadly, they, there was only two of those. Oh, so the mate. So he is accounting the movie. But, so yeah. So Hollywood, look at how much 
I know, I know. You need to make more Stargate. <laughs> it's very true. Why don't you bring us in at, I believe it is, number nine. Number nine. And this post-it note is for um, John and Colin, who will understand this. <laughs> They'll know what show we're talking about. All um, right. <laughs> the X-Files with 202 episodes. And I make this joke because we were incredibly lucky to see um, Scully and Mulder at uh, New York Comic Con at That's their panel. Right. They were amazing. Gillian Anderson and David Coveney did this little bit where they, you know, Scully and Mulder were on the phone chatting, and Mulder said something like, what are you wearing? And Scully said, purple lycra pantsuit. And <laughs> she continued talking, and David Duchovny's like, no, no, wait, go back, go back. And then she just said it one word at a time very slowly. They were ridiculously funny. Um, it's a really – I remember watching this. It was one of the first – one of the first sci-fi shows I watched, I don't, I haven't watched it in a very long time. I think I got through the first couple seasons and then was shamed uh, back into the geek closet and stopped watching. Yeah, so X-Files, we'll talk about X-Files a little bit later on, but X-Files, uh, phenomenal show. I, I, I watched all seasons. I have all seasons on DVD. Hmm. Not that it matters anymore because I think I can watch them on Netflix now, but, but I have all of them on DVD if I really care. So our number, our number 10, this actually, this show does not have 200 episodes, but it will within this next year. And uh, this is an honor of Jen M who loves Supernatural. Supernatural, I believe is currently at 183, but when you add their renewed season, season 10, they will be passing the 200 mark. They, that they will. So, so they make it onto this list. And we do have an honorable mention. Do you want to talk about that, Miles? Sure. Our honorable mention is uh, Mystery Science Fiction Theater 3000. Yes. At 197. Yeah, 197. So they don't have it, but rumors have it. They're putting out some mini episodes. Did you hear that, M? So they put out mini episodes. They also do these really, um, these really ridiculous like live feeds at movie theaters. We saw them. We went to see them last year. They were doing Starship Troopers, and it was a feed from... I want to say Chicago. So those every people in theaters all across the U.S. were seated. Everything was plugged in over the magic of the internets, and they riff tracked and MST3K'd it right there for us. So it's kind of they do uh, they do MST3K stuff and they do their riff tracky stuff together. So I think they kind of blend. I want to say though that they got signed on for a, a series or a mini a, a series of some sort. Uh, I can't remember it. Uh, hold on. Theater Let's see. News. Yeah, see oh, they're on the Discovery Channel right this second, according to John. Oh, right. As good. a new show? Discovery hold Channel. On. As a new show? Question mark. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But, uh... we'll, we'll, we'll edit this in post. <laughs> well, it says... Um... May, March 23rd, Mystery Science Theater 3000 returns for t to TV for, um, get to the article now, um, refer for a National Geographic special. So it says, the, the story goes, the beloved gang behind Mystery Science Theater 3000 is returning for television for a reading fitting day of April Fool's April 1st. That is today. Featuring a hapless man and two robots watching bad movies while making jokes at the film's expense. Um... The cult series ran for 11 seasons and a total of 198 episodes, not 197, like we said. It was one of the longest-running sitcoms of all time. <laughs> and so 
Next Tuesday, they um, are going to crack their jokes in National Geographic. Total Riff Off will comprise of three episodes, each an hour long, featuring, featuring classic clips from National Geographic shows. Oh, gosh. So they're, using, <laughs> they're doing it for National Geographic. How wonderful. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so. very cool. That is way cool. So that's that's what it is. So it's on. So we'll have to, I guess, find it on uh, YouTube or Amazon. We'll find it on the internets. The internets will have it live. So, But very cool. So it's on right now. Um, so yeah, th- so those are our shows that made it to episode 200. So a bunch of sh- sci-fi shows have broke the 200. It's a lot harder now, though, it's to... People cancel them way too fast. They, oh, they, that, that they do. The, the, the networks... Except CW. CW allows them to hang on a little bit longer. Yeah. Which, but if you're if you're a show on a, on, a, on a network sci-fi channel or something else, you either have to have the numbers or they'll drop you like a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have our next giveaway, and this is for Neil. And Neil wrote in uh, a review for us on iTunes. Said fun discussion by the Sci-Fi Diner team on all things science fiction, books, conventions, movies, television, and more. Each episode is like sitting with friends at a science fiction convention. Loads of fun, and we've actually had the pleasure of sitting with Neil at a science fiction convention. So. That we have, we well, last couple of years we get to see Neil. So at, yeah. at, at Shore Leave and Farpoint, he always great. ends up on our panel somehow. Somehow he, he gets does. roped into it. So <laughs> we rope him in. And say, Neil, come on up. He, he knows what he's doing. It's, he it's, does. He knows his stuff. He so, does. Yeah. He taught M, you and I how to play the Firefly game with just yeah, yes. glancing at the directions. I mean, yeah. he just you know he, he oh, figured he- out. He used his, a mind meld. Yeah, he did. He did. It's great. So, uh, Neil, thank you for letting us sending that in into the iTunes, which all you listeners can also leave your reviews in there. It always helps. And he's getting a Thomas Deckard signed Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles print. That's a mouthful. But it is. Mm-hmm. Say that five times real fast. No, don't. All right. All right. So, Em, uh, we have another list here, and I believe this is our last list, and then we get into some feedback. So, uh, why don't you go into the top 10, whatever it is? Well, it's the 10 celebrity, the fun, I guess, these were some really great uh, interviews that we did, and I'm going to rip through these really quick, and then we we could each pick one to to kind of pick at. Um, But, let's see. Hold on. I lost the page. So we had, oh, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce this. Christopher Heyerdahl? Heyerdahl. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's Heyerdahl. Just Heyerdahl is the way we always pronounced mm-hmm. it. Okay. And then Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Edward James Almos, another Latino on the show. Nice. Uh, Robert Picardo. Love him. Trisha Helfer. Uh, Lee Ehrenberg, who is just a sweetheart. Sam Witwer. Uh, Tori Higginson. And Christopher Judge, and of course, my personal favorite, Amanda Tapping. Yeah. Amanda Tapping. We we kind of said earlier in the show that this list was not in any order, and there were many other celebrities that could have made this list. Yeah, I mean, we had, if, if you you have to if you have a top ten, you got to limit it to ten. So yeah, but and they're definitely not in any order. I mean, all all of them were just phenomenal, and they all had something special about them. Yeah. Five of them are Stargate. I, you know, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah. Yeah, five of them are Stargate people, <laughs> so this is... Hmm. Yep. Gee. <laughs> Robert Picardo is my absolute favorite. I loved him. He was so warm. He was so nice. I really hope that we get... Um, are we Are we trying to get him for... Um, Surely. We'll get him on for Surely. He was one of our Yay! very first interviews. He, he was, and his panels were so much fun. It was him and Ethan Phillips and... 
these guys had not been doing Star Trek Voyager for years, but these guys had their own little show called House Calls where they sort of reenacted their, their characters and they hadn't <laughs> lost a beat. And um, it was just, they, they had the audience eating out of their hands. Uh, so nice. I, we, we got to at least see one Robert Picardo panel because it, it will be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, move into another giveaway real quickly. And this is Matt Anderson from the Sci-Fi Christian who uh, said his favorite moment in Sci-Fi Diner history. You can't guess this, Miles. It was uh, his favorite moment was the Sci-Fi feud that we had with the Sci-Fi Christian. And it was a fight between them and us on the Fringe finale, if I'm correct. It was was one season finale, I think it was. was. The Fringe was still on. Okay, yeah. So maybe it was season four of Fringe, mm-hmm. and we just we just threw down. And well, I know with hands down we won that episode. Oh, not not only do we we also won the Star Trek debate. I mean, it was you know. Oh, uh, that's right. We were also a part of the. Yeah, they um, could. Uh, uh, Matt's co-host um, Ben Nabono um, just hated on Star Trek, and I just had to call him on it. Uh, you, you do. You have to call people on <laughs> Star Trek when they hate on it. Absolutely. So we won that debate too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicely done. It was it was no it was no contest no contest, but anyways, uh, he we are sending him for his contribution here a hundred page Star Trek spectacular paired with the issue of Batman, so Batman ooh. Beyond. So I think so, you'll enjoy that. Yeah, he he will enjoy it. And and despite the trash talk, uh, Matt and Ben do put out a pretty good show. They're they're way past two hundred episodes too now, I believe. They might be on. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. So let's move in. We're going to skip the 10 most influential podcasts. We may we'll share that at a later time, but we're running long here and we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move into another giveaway. And then I do have a voicemail to play and then we'll get into some other conversation. So Ken Warford, Ken Warford, Ford, if I can speak here, Ken Warford, uh, I can't speak. Can you say that? Um, say Do you it want me to say me. it? Yes, that'd be great. Ken Warford. Ford. Oh, <laughs> son of a nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. Warford. 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 We can't speak. Hey, Ken. Ken we, W. Ken, we love you. <laughs> Ken Warford, uh, who uh, wrote in this review. I've been listening for a few years now, and it's my go-to podcast whenever they put out a new show. They cover all new shows and movies, that I, and I should include books, audio series, fan fiction, such as the continuing stories of the original crew of Star Trek. That would be enough for most podcasts, but not these people. They get great interviews from those that make sci-fi shows we watch. Yep, they sacrifice their own time and money to attend different cons and get these interviews. And since I know I will probably never make it to a con, I really appreciate it. But wait, there's more. Yep, in a little time they have left, they also go back to watch older sci-fi movies and give them some new reviews based on the day's standards. How can they do all this stuff? Well, my best guess is volume. Happy 200, Diner Crew, happy 200. So thank you, Ken. Yes, thanks, Ken. You know, this goes to show, there, and we know there are a lot of you out there that listen to the show and you maybe don't write in and maybe don't leave reviews. Uh, this is, I think, the first time we've heard from Ken. I, I believe. And yeah. uh, people listen for a long time and they may not say anything. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't mean that people aren't listening. And so for those of you that are podcasting out there, just just know that. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So he wins Eddie. Yes. Uh, Mr. Eddie McClintock was kind enough to give us a print with his signature on it, and this will make a nice... Eddie uh, McClintock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, we had to tear this away from M. 
She did not you want to give this up. Not, I just hugged it a little. Yeah, no, yeah, we had we, we so had to tear M from Eddie. That's yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> um, so not only do you get this print signed by Eddie with some of his DNA, DNA, DNA on it, you now get some of M's DNA also on that picture. You know sand. what? I'm going to make you say dioxyribonucleic acid. <laughs> no, you do won't. Do it. I won't. Do not it. Gonna, not, do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. But um, <laughs> all right, let me go. We have a voicemail in from Wayne. Let's go ahead and play that voicemail. Hello, Scott, Miles, and M. Wayne Henderson here from the Resurrection Revealed podcast, calling in special party laden congratulations on you reaching 200 episodes of your amazing restaurant at the end of the universe. Po- oh, I'm sorry. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You would think that after almost 200 episodes, I would finally get the new name of the podcast right, right? I'm a little slow sometimes. So Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, that's it. 200 episodes. That's another awesome feat. You put those two things together. It's just epic. So congratulations again, Scott, Miles, and M. 200 episodes of the Sci-Fi Diner. Here's to 800 more. Aww. Thanks, Wayne. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Wayne. Wayne's been kind of in and out of our podcast with feedback. And Mm -hmm. we've been on Wayne's show and we've had him on the show. And it's great to hear from him. So thanks, Wayne, for the thanks and congratulations. Um, Are you guys reading the chat room? I love Jen's comment calling him Kevin Sorbet. (laughs) Oh, he is Kevin Sorbet. Hello, nerd. Yeah. Hey, it's Wayne. That's right. It is Wayne. We love having Wayne on the show when he speaks. So. All right, well, uh, where are we at with this? Well, let's move in. This is an email that came in from uh, Paul, and Paul wrote, Hey, diners, I hope you're doing well. I was curious as to what episodes were your favorite from the following shows. X-Files, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Firefly. Here are the ones that I picked as far as my favorite episodes. X-Files, for me, it was bad blood. Star Trek Next Generation, The Measure of a Man. Star Trek D Space Nine, The Trouble with Tribbles. Uh, Firefly, Objects in Space. And lo- and then says, Live Long and Prosper Diners, signed Paul. So uh, you guys have your list ready? Uh, sure do. All right. Right here uh, on my post-it note. You got to get it on your post-it note. Miles, why don't you go ahead and go first. Tell us, okay, tell I, us about your list. I, I, I picked out five... Uh, episodes of what and I, what, what I liked. I, I don't have any for um, um, the X Files. The X Files, right. but um, I, I really I'll need to watch that show sometime. But in Star Trek: Next Generation, um, not in any major particular order. Season two, Measure of Man, I think, is a great episode. Uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, uh, Unification one and two, Relics and Parallels. Oh, you had to pick five, right? Not just one. Well, could, you could narrow it down seven seven seasons. How can you just pick one? I mean, that's <laughs> okay. that, that's that's unreasonable, Scott. Yeah. And um, how about for you? What was your? Uh, did you have anything for the X Files? I don't. I mean, it's been a very long time since I've seen it, and it's on my um, marathon watch for the summer. Right. Right. How about for next gen? So for next gen, it's definitely hands down. It's Darmok. I think by far it was the neatest episode where I think they truly were explorers and they truly were reaching out and made a huge stride when Picard was able to communicate with Darmok. Um, and it's, it, I, I find it fascinating and I find it beautiful. Just an absolutely beautiful episode. And then, do you want me to keep going? 
No, uh, we'll, we'll just kind of rotate around here. Okay. Uh, for X Files, for me, I did watch X Files, and I had a bunch. I, I couldn't pick one, but I did. I picked, narrowed it down. I was a huge fan of the mythology episodes when the X Files were airing, and Bad Blood was kind of a one-off episode with Luke Wilson, one of the early Luke Wilson episodes, and he was absolutely uh, great in Bad Blood. Bad Blood was an episode that I share, I've shared with my students many years. They keep seeing Bad Blood because it. Works with point of view. Like the story is told from Scully's point of view and then Mulder's point of view. And it's just funny to see their two different perspectives on the same situation. So that's Bad Blood. But the episode I chose because it was a mythology episode. And this Operation Paperclip, it was Paperclip, was the name of the episode in season three, episode two. And that cliffhanger at the end of season two into season three, it was a three-parter. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've gone back and rewatched that three-parter many times. And it's really, I mean, it's government conspiracy. It's cover-up. It's aliens. It's uh, the Navajo the Navajo Wind Talkers. It, the whole nine yards, it was just absolutely great. I loved that episode. So that would be, for me, my favorite X-Files episode mm-hmm. ever. Well, let's move on and talk about Deep Space Nine. What is, his was Trouble with Tribbles. Miles, how about yours? Um... I had to pick five uh, duet from season one. There was also crossover. It was the first uh, multi, um, the uh, Mirror Universe episode, uh, the die is cast, Away the Warrior one and two. And, and I liked uh, Trials and, and, and Tribulations also. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and how about you, Em? So I followed the instructions and just picked one. Um, <laughs> Some people can't read. It How was can you Explorer. Just pick one? Um, <laughs> it was the one where Cisco builds a replica of an 800-year-old Bajoran spaceship and tries to use it to prove the Bajoran explorers could have made it to Cardassia without developing warp drive. Oh, I just love the concept of 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 doing science and being a part of and exploring and even without computers and wires to do it very analog and they did it and it was a, it was a, I, again another beautiful episode it was a very good episode yeah awesome yeah i it, still had hair then and, <laughs> and that is that is that is true um mine was actually far beyond the stars which was a different episode for them they go back to the 50s mm-hmm. and where they take they kind of envision Deep Space Nine as the creation of Benny Russell, a struggling science fiction writer in the 50s in New York City, who dreams of an escape from racism and social tumult that surrounds him. He looks exactly like Ben Sisko, giving the rest of the cast a chance to ditch their makeup and prosthetics and appear as his friends, co-workers, and tormentors. This episode may be low in the production cost, but it is extraordinarily high in the concept. Um it's a captivating performance by Avery Brooks, and I love this episode just from the writing, being the being writers in the publishing industry in the fifties. Oh, that was a great episode too. It was a good mm-hmm. episode. So I put it as my favorite. There are a lot of good episodes in Deep Space Nine. So again, it's hard to narrow it down. But I didn't cheat like Miles did. You can't narrow it down. I didn't cheat, Miles. <laughs> you can pick your favorite. Pick your favorite. Do it. It, right. it can't be done. So Firefly objects in space, Miles. <laughs> I, I'm not cheating, but I'm going to give more than one. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, one was book. The other was uh, Our Mrs. Reynolds, Out of Gas, Trash, and Objects in Space. Those are, those are my like top five. Almost all the episodes. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 at least uh, it's almost half of the episodes. Yeah, that is. There aren't that many episodes, Miles. There's only 13 of them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, em, how about you? Um, for me, it was the train job. I loved that it kind of showcased each little character doing something jobby. But I'm going to honorably mention. Um, I think it's the same episode. Uh, mentioned the objects in space. Is that the one where there were flashbacks where you got to where you you went back to everybody's origin story? I was out of gas. Yeah, out of out gas, of out of gas. Um, so in a conversation this past weekend, uh, friends had pointed out that episode being kind of pivotal, and and both of those are very pivotal differently, but in the same way for me. So I'm gonna have two since Miles had thirty. There you go. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, mine is out of gas, actually, which is what you just mentioned. And this is, of course, is the episode where the life support system fails, Mount orders a crew to abandon ship. But it's really the story of the crew and flashbacks, as mm-hmm. he's as told. And I like that episode. It was a good episode. Oh, great. I, I loved – I don't think there was – there was only one episode I found difficult to watch, and that's when um, Wash and him are getting beat yeah. Oh, yes. That was Tortured by Nisko. Yeah. Right. Writings of Sun of Tanzu or Yeah. <laughs> but it was right. it was just it's good. I have to go back and we rewatch that. We should do as part of our rewind is sometime we should rewatch the series. Oh yeah. Done. That Damien has something clever to say. Um uh M and Miles at Tanagra, Scott, his eyes open. That's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just have to watch the episode. The episode from it, it's taken from Darmok from Next Generation. I've watched Next Generation. Do you remember? No, the, do you remember Darmok? Uh, this is the is is this the one with uh, this is the Picard stranded on the planet with his alien creature and he has to communicate with it. Yeah, the, the, with the, the other sentient being. Yeah, right. And so he has to he has to um, and he tells the story of Gilgamesh. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. see, no, I haven't seen it. I'm just kidding. You're a jerk. <laughs> I have seen it. <laughs> See? It was very cool. I love it how was. they came up with all the phrase just the way that it they the way that the that they could only communicate was in was in storytelling and that so cool. Yeah, very special. Know, very cool. I, I looked at that, you know, I my background, something that you may not know is uh, college, I, I have a linguistic minor. And so when I got to that episode, what I loved is just watching the development of language and communication across culture. It's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So that was a fascinating episode just from that that angle. How do you communicate with someone that you have no basis for to communicate? Mm-hmm. And it's just It was a phenomenal episode from that angle, in my opinion. Should have won an award. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I keep wanting this. I keep like thinking, no, Picard, listen to him. Damn (laughs) it, man. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, uh, thank you for writing in and getting us to talk about that, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Um, This came in from Ken. Uh, Are we going to say this? Miles, you say his name. Uh, This is from our friend, uh, Kim Ken uh, Warford. Yeah, good. That was pretty good. So, Miles, why don't you read the uh, – the? Uh, he has two topics. Read them both, and we'll discuss one and then the other. So, first topic I wanted to bring up was about the opening music scores that the Sci-Fi Diner shows use and 
you used to have. Like uh, all the sci-fi shows, not the sci-fi oh, diner okay. shows. Okay. So sci-fi shows we used to have. Like all the Star Treks and Stargates, they used to have a full orchestra arrangements and a great theme music for the opening credits and major scenes. Side note, my wife got all all the different CDs for all the Star Trek series for Christmas one year because she loved the music scores so much. Seems like these days are gone. I think it's it's going downhill. With Stargate Atlantis, the first year was good, but by last year the opening had about six notes in it and basically that the notes they're play between the breaks the first year well that's my complaint and i'm sticking to it until you prove me wrong anyway um i don't think he's wrong yeah so you don't think he's wrong yeah i i i mean i don't again pay attention too much to the orchestra but you're right the full orchestra mm-hmm. i don't recall any new shows having that most most shows that have a very brief opening as far as um you know how, how you know it's it, it, it's it's very quick. I don't know if they're just trying to get more screen time or more commercials, but um... it could also be a cost issue because if you think about the shows before, were attached to very large studios, so they right. had studio orchestras at their disposal, so that they could create all these amazing, beautiful pieces of of musical art, and then. You know, then they started moving the shows to Canada and creating them kind of on thinner budgets, and so you get what you can get, or you like on Enterprise. That's awful song. I just want to <laughs> stab my ears out. Just, uh, oh, that song was terrible. Um, it was awful. Did I say that enough? Um, I think I think a lot of that happened once shows started moving away from being part of big studios and they didn't have big giant budgets um, they had to thin it out which is disappointing I agree I think I would agree with that too um, yeah, Jen, to says, <laughs> Jen said that the Big Bang Theory I think is the only show that has a great theme song that's the Bare Naked Ladies they're amazing yeah yeah, but, so, but still it's not a full orchestra it's a band right it's not it's a full a orchestra band. I know yeah it's not it's not orchestrated it's not yeah. you know that Overwhelming music, the dun 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 kind of. Yeah, some felt that the. Uh, do you know? Do you know? As I've been watching Deep Space Nine, don't kill me for this, Miles. But the intro for Deep Space Nine was very long. That thing's like a minute and a half long. You say that like there's something it's wrong. It's gorgeous. With that. Well, it is, except when you're doing a marathon watch watch of it. That's what the fast forward. forward button is for. I know, but not when you're on the treadmill. I'm not going to try and fast forward it. But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but like, what? You don't need your hands. Yeah. You're running. Yeah. Well, he also, he didn't finish. He had another question for us. And so why don't you oh, go ahead and read this part? I also wanted to know if any of you uh, know who's going to be on with, with the podcast, the Leviathan Chronicles. There seem to be several people asking about it on the Facebook page, but no replies and no info since the last podcast was October 8th, 2013. I thought you all were probably in the know or know somebody that knows someone that knows somebody that knows something about it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ken, thank you for having faith in us. We appreciate you writing, writing in. Do we know anything about what's going on with Leviathan? Yeah, I I, I'm not. I don't know why there there has been a delay in, in putting out the episodes. I know that they only were the, the the goal was like okay when it came out. I bought the first half of season two, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, on high definition. I guess it was that I bought it on 
download and so i listened to it way ahead of advance mm-hmm. and i think they probably caught up and so i don't know if there's a delay in production for the second half of the season and uh, we haven't talked to Christoph. i haven't actually seen him online a lot and and it could be too that there are some personal things happening in his life i mean sometimes i mean real life does sometimes get in the way of production and some of these things yeah he this is not how he's making his living this is a, a a hobby, a side project. I mean, it's a passion of his, but you know, he's footing the bill for it. So, um, it, yeah, it's, we, we, we don't know why there's yeah. been a delay. Um, have you heard anything? I haven't, but I know every once in a while on Facebook, one of his adventure photos shows up where he's adventuring somewhere in the U S and it looks like he's got this beat up old Jeep or no, is that a, a, the Land Rover looking thing. Um, it could just be that they're still gathering material. It could be that they're still in doing pre-production work. They're doing during production work or post-production. Um, I do. I, I. We have some friends in common. I meant to ping a buddy of mine in the UK if he knew of anything. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for it, and uh, if we find out anything, we will share it on the show because it's one of the it's hands down one of the best dramatized series out there. Oh, definitely. And uh, Ken, I'm I'm missing the Leviathan Chronicles like, yeah. like you are. Yeah. Well, um, let's move into Mike Effinger's email. So, do you want to read that, M? Yeah, hold on. As soon as I get to that page, because uh, I was looking up Christoph's stuff on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, ah, according to Michael, you cats rock. Thanks. Um, love the show. Been listening for almost a year now. Great to hear something uplifting from my fellow Washingtonians for a change. Go Redskins. Heavy sigh. I know. Ever since The Hobbit took it over, it's just not the same. I can't believe you're from D.C. How have I not met you? Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to share some of my personal sci-fi likes and dislikes. Everyone in D.C. has a damn opinion. Amen, brother. Uh, big fan of everything Star Trek from the original show through Enterprise. You just got to give it time. Uh, Star Wars was my big eye-opening into science fiction when my cousin took me to see it on my 11th birthday. Almost 50 now. Wow. Uh, I've been an official bleak, blurred uh, ever since. Since then, it's been all about Asimov, Frank Herbert, Octavia Butler, Terry Brooks, and George R. R. Mighton. Darn it, man! Right faster! I know, you should hear the song, it's awesome. With the occasional spy flick tossed in, long live Sean Connery is Bond. I also like some of the things Marvel's been doing lately in their films. Finally, someone decided that superhero stories can and should be taken seriously. A former college philosophy professor called Modern Comics the New Greek Mythology, and I don't think she was too far off the mark. It would be nice if they could remake the whole Fantastic Four debacle. Amen, brother. Um, Too bad it took the people over at DC Comics so long to figure it out. Most of their offerings prior to Dark Knight have been pretty lame. Um, So his top five TV shows are, no particular order, Reboot, Battlestar Galactica, great acting, great writing, Star Trek, all of them, X-Files, although the last season was a little meh, uh, Farscape and Firefly and honorable mentions go to Eureka, yeah. uh, Stargate Universe, Torchwood, and the Sci-Fi Channel's Dune miniseries. Oh, very good, very good. Well, I like his top. Wow. Five. Any, anything Thanks, you guys want to? Yeah, anything you want to comment on here? 
um, I, I like what he said about a philosophy professor saying that our comic books, uh, superheroes are our modern mythology. Um, yeah, I, I, I could definitely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any thoughts from you, Em? Well, all of these are kind of, I mean, it's kind of, it, I like his list. Although, if you put aside the fact that it was the 70s, the original Battlestar Galactica was pretty amazing for the time. Right. So Definitely. give that a try. And that um, would be kind of neat. I don't know if he's going to Awesome Con in, uh, in April, which is coming up here in D.C. And if he is, it would be cool to meet up and meet a fan. Yeah, That would be awesome, Sawson. Awesome. Absolutely. At Awesome Con. Um, it, it would be. It would be great. And, you know, I love his list of top classic. I hate the X-Files as classic. I, you know, I watched his show. Dude, we're old. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we, we are feel, a little old. It doesn't feel classic. <laughs> like, even putting Firefly we were born in a the classic 70s. series. Firefly? When, when does the show become classic? It's classic, classic in a sense that it's special. Yeah, it's special, all right. <laughs> but I don't know about it being classic. And they, even to put the reboot of Battlestar Galactica is in as a, I mean, how old does a show need to be before it's classic? I mean, it only went off the air what back in uh, 2010. But maybe we're talking about shows that are maybe modern classics. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, uh, but yeah, I don't know. By the way, I do have some information about Kristoff. So the Leviathan Chronicles, apparently, this is according to his forums. If you want to find out more, you can go explore the, explore the forums at the leviathanchronicles.com. And all they say is this, I'm sorry to hear you had family issues, but so glad you're back in the saddle. I guess I'm one of the few purchased a complete shebang and I've loved every minute. I can't wait for the second part of season two. Good luck to you all. So apparently, there are some family issues that are also complicating things. So it sounds like it's not done. It'll be back. Just give it some time. We, we, we can wait. You it's know, a good real thing. life kind of gets in the way of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I believe that kind of wraps up the wraps up the show. We have some other uh, – he actually sent in a couple other five and fives, and we'll share those at Sci-Fi five, Sci-Fi 5 and 5s in future shows. That's a good idea. So we're running long here anyways. What are we at? Well, we're about an hour and a half when you edit stuff out, <laughs> like my son barging in and us meandering through the show and figuring out why people can't hear things. So, mm-hmm. But – yeah, I believe that is. I believe that about does it. Anything else we want to talk about? Show two hundred. I know it, it's been a fun. It's been a fun ride, and uh, here's to two hundred more. Absolutely, mm-hmm. two hundred more. I'll be pushing you around in a wheelchair, Miles and M. Uh, I will have a hoverboard by that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will have uh, downloaded my mind into a um, into a robot. I will have my dog chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Your dog, dog chair. chair? Yeah, dog chair. yeah. In Dune, in Dune, they have dog chairs. These are animals that they're, they're, these are animals that you sit on that kind of conform to your body, and then when you're done with them, they're kind of get up and they move to the side of the room. Ew. That's dog kind, chairs. That's yeah. kind of weird. Dude, it's still weirder Ew, than, spray, no. than spray on clothing. You'll have Sarah McLachlan all up in your in your grill. I'm not sure that's a bad. Is that a, ba- is that a bad thing? Is, is that a bad thing? She's easy on the eye. When yeah, she can be up in my grill any day. <laughs> oh, brother! I know your wife. <laughs> you, you do We're know Facebook wife. friends. <laughs> yes, empty threats, empty threats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, I believe that about does it. We should wrap up this 200th episode. We will be bringing you. 
201 episode coming down the pike, and we have some great interviews to share with you as we begin our journey to 300 and beyond. Thank you guys so much for listening and for contributing to our conversations. Again, you want to support the diner? You can do so through buying your Amazon products through our scifidiner.com sci-fi-diner-podcast.com page, or by visiting our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash sci-fi. And we will be modifying that in the weeks to come, but uh, be looking for other incentives and more ways that you can win prizes. I believe that is about it. Anything else to say, Em, in this 200th episode? Just thanks for letting me be a part of it. I've I've just been a part of the last little chunk of it, and, and I'm looking forward to be, parting, be part of it in the future as well. Yeah, well, and, thank the, and we thank the listeners for, obviously, we wouldn't be here without them. Yeah, the, the listeners oh, yeah, have too. <laughs> Yeah, them yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> they have definitely helped. I mean, just thank you for listening to us geek out about what we're, we're watching and enjoying. And, but also, many of you listeners have contributed to how we, we do things on the podcast now. And I'm watching the uh, USS Vengeance fly around yes. uh, in Scott's hand. All right. Well, I believe that's about it. Miles, why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, Flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an mp3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash scifidiner We'll share your thoughts on our listeners like to support the diner beyond the conversation you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com